Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Did, did you add some, like, hi-hat to that music, or did it start getting a little warbly there? I don't know. It's Maybe the file's corrupted or something like that. Sounded a, little di- sounded a little different there, right, Tim? Did you hear it, too? did have a... Uh... A louder finish to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's exactly how I wish we wish should start this whole thing. I'm stuttering already. I've only had <clears throat> two beer already. Well, we're not being critical of you. It's fine. That's cool. I'm thinking. Calm I think down, all, David. Calm down. I think it all personally. <laughs> it's game week, guys. It's game week. We've been waiting Ooh. for this. We have. Uh, it's been 189 days, and we recorded 26 episodes. Since we uh, last had a game to talk about, I, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> it's been going along this long. I mean, luckily it's not been. Luckily we're not having a huge, huge delay. I mean, right? It's it's only September fifteenth. You know, I mean, we had our first game delayed, our second game canceled, and then like the, an entire hiatus of other sports for six months. But right. but yeah. So, um, yeah, we got uh, the uh, Raging Cajuns of Lafayette, Louisiana coming in next week. They um, they had a good game last week. Ryan, I know that you said you were going to take notes and write everything down for us. What do you got about the – what's the inside scoop? This guy well, no, I didn't, need to, I didn't need to do that because I told you guys in the last call exactly how it was going to go, uh, that ooh-la-la would, would pull out the win, and they did. And I didn't even have to watch it to be able to tell you that. So. <laughs> You did say that, and we did make fun of you. Um, <laughs> I uh, I thought they would be competitive in that game. I'm sorry. I, I knew they'd be competitive in the game. Uh, I, I thought an upset was possible, but the way in which it happened, that, that does not bode well for us this uh, this Saturday. It was kind of a scary performance on their part. Yeah, but, but you, you know, know, there's there's always that, like, coming down. So, you know, you show up and you show out, and then the very next week you're like, well, we're kind of hot stuff, and then they uh, – kind of fizzle out and turns out they used up everything last week. So you're saying we're the trap game for them. Oh, we're going to win. Yeah. We're going to open it up and we're going to win. We don't need a trap game, right, David? We're just going to win, period. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it would still be their trap game if we win or when we win, right? We're going to win by 10. Win by 10. Win by 10. Early predictions. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you guys can just tune off for the rest of the episode. We know what's going to happen on Saturday. Tune back in next week and <laughs> thirty seconds of finding out uh, what Ryan says about our game against uh, uh, who, is, who do we have? Um, Charlotte next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm, I'm writing down. We have uh, we win by ten. So, uh, yeah, Tim, what did you think of that game? I was thoroughly surprised by their performance. They looked like the much stronger team. I mean. I don't know. There's been this thing floating around college football about teams not practicing tackling, and that was what was it though? The Navy excuse was team they weren't practicing tackling or something like that. Right, they didn't practice tackling, therefore they lose fifty something to three. Right, right, right. Well, that's part of being on a team and being a good team is actually practicing. So you can't just be like, "Well, we didn't practice, so that's why we're not good." Well, you're still just not good. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I had put down in my notes when I was watching the game, I, I, drunkenly typing into my phone, that I felt like Iowa State looked like the more skilled and talented team out there. 
they just weren't like coming down with the balls or like making the plays and stuff like that. It's just that uh, Lafayette was playing more just like just regular old, good old fashioned football without it making nosed football. They yeah. looked ready to play, right? Yeah. It looked like they were scrap, like for halftime, it looked like they're scrapping to get to their 14 points, right? Mm-hmm. They it like they barely got to there. And then from there on, obviously, they didn't score at all. And Louisiana just basically took over the rest of the game. Well, I mean, so one of the things I put down is Iowa State, I, there has never been a better situation of a team quitting during a game. Now, it was not till five minutes till the end that you really saw it, but it was five minutes to go. Uh, Raging Cajuns up by 10. And uh, Iowa State stops uh, calling timeouts. They, they've got two timeouts left. You know, stop the clock. Hopefully, you get, it's 10-point difference. Stop them there. Hopefully, get the ball back. Do something with it. And they, the coach literally just let it go. Let the time run out and not worry about it. And at that in that time, Iowa State got their only rushing touchdown of the game. They were outscored 24 points from the last few seconds of the first half throughout the rest of the game. I, I feel like the team just really just stopped caring about it. Just no interest in it whatsoever. Also, hopefully, that was the case. And it's not that. Lafayette was just that damn awesome, but uh, I think they're that awesome, yeah, for us. But I think you know we are too. I think I think we're awesome, but I think it's a trap game for them. Like Ryan was saying, I think that uh, I think they could come out flat. They could be like, eh, we're number one in some poll somewhere, and we're just gonna walk out there and we're gonna win. We don't have to try. Well, well they they're, have- not, they're not adding teams that aren't playing to the polls anymore, right? No, no, Alabama is still number one. They haven't played yet. Well, they promised us. They promised us if they well, weren't playing, then they were going to be ranked. They're not adding teams that are going to play. Right. Teams. Oh, that, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but the people yeah. who are like who have canceled their season, they are not ranked, right? That would be a crazy teams. right now, right? If you took huh? all the teams that haven't played at all, <laughs> you just had the ones playing. I, I, I actually am, am sort of okay with that. Like with saying like they're going to play, and so they're part of it, but. But my major problem was the ones that were like, they're not going to play at all, but we're still going to rank them. No, I, I disagree completely. I think make fun of this chaotic situation. And the ESPN guys, the the coaches, poll people, all those eight people, whoever they pull out there that do this thing, they get paid to rank football teams. They should have totally said, we're not going to count any team that has not played their game yet. And <laughs> you would have the, the weirdest looking top 25 ever right now. It would yeah. skew results forever. Like, you know, App State hasn't been ranked in the top five since 2020. You know, I think that that would have been hilarious. We should have gotten that. Give us some form of enjoyment out of this horrible situation. Give us something stupid to look forward to. I think that would have been <laughs> a lot more fun. But I like that stuff, so. Uh, yeah, so heading into the game, I was looking at this, trying to think about it. We've only won the week one, our week one game five times in our school history. So we're batting 500 there. I was going to say, it's five out of ten, right? I guess for anybody else, that would be considered bad. But for us, that's considered, hey, that's probably better than I expected it was going to be. Yeah, one more, and, and we're on the winning side of that, you know? <laughs> exactly. Let's get it going. <laughs> Uh, I actually spoke with uh, Josh from the Raging Review podcast uh, just a little while ago, and we recorded an interview. He was unable to join us and do video, so we recorded just a traditional podcast interview with him. I will release that along with this tomorrow morning uh, as a part two 
to this week's episode. So everyone listening, make sure you see that in your podcast download. And if you're watching on YouTube uh, later on, check it out on our podcast page. I don't know if I'm going to upload it to YouTube or not. I'm kind of lazy and it requires effort on my part. So, so are you just like hammered right now? Cause you, you already did a, you know, a 45 minute interview. No, I only drank one beer. It was my first beer of the night through there. So I didn't spend it to last that long. So. Slipping. Slipping or dedication. I'm not really sure which it is. It's I, wanted to, I wanted to save my best drinking time for you guys. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, back to what we saw from Lafayette at Iowa State. So here's my thing about the game. They had, they, they had one passing touchdown. It was very impressive. They had a rush. They had a rushing touchdown, like I said earlier, in garbage time of the game. It doesn't count. That touchdown does not count. Iowa State had already given up. It's just the definition of a garbage t- touchdown. Their other two touchdowns came from a uh, punt return and a kick return. Oh. You could call it fluke. You could call it fantastic special teams. It's probably some form of a combination of the two of them. But right. if you kind of, you can't, I know you can't take those away. Those points actually count. And Ryan's going to give me a hard time about this. And hey, Matt, there's Matt from Raging Review on the comments right there. Uh, insisting it's called Louisiana. I hear you. I'm trying to switch from Raging Cajun. Sorry, try from Lafayette to Raging Cajun. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard press thing for me. Good luck to David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're you're lucky. I'm not calling it uh, Ooh La La anymore, like Ryan suggests there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yes. So the other two touchdowns from the, the return game. Now I feel under pressure because we've got one of the raging Cajun fans watching us right now. And uh, uh, don't let that don't let that stop you. Come on, man. I know what you right. think about people from Louisiana. And they also missed two field goals. They actually had to switch out their kicker in the middle of the game because they missed two field goals. The game could have been even more of a lopsided upset. So I feel like the good news for them is they got a weekend of a game. They got a good. They're feeling good about coming in there. We still have the rust to knock off, but I still like our chances of making this a very competitive game, even though they're favored by 16 points. Ranked number 19 coming by 10 or more. Let's just hope we're tackling in our practices. I think we are tackling in our practice. I think we've been uh, tackling the entire time. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So the line's 16. I thought it opened at 17, so it's come down a little bit. Has it come down? I, I, I didn't check it until today. It was 16 points today, which we've never lost to them by that many points, and we've only ever lost to them. We've played them four times before. This is the fifth time. It's the first time they've come into our new stadium. You're killing it with all these stats. Dude. I had to look it up because I was talking to people. You knew what they were talking about, so I didn't want to come across as a complete moron. Wait, uh, we've never, so we've never beaten them? We've No, we've never beaten them. Uh, we've gotten close, though, right? Yeah, we've actually two of the games back in, I think, 2014 and 2015, one was a Nick Arbuckle game. It was two points or three points that was uh, down between. And then the other two were 14-point games in their favor. So they're favored by 16. They've never beaten us by that much. But those teams are completely different than the teams we have right now. And uh, they've definitely turned a corner and have become a dominant team in the Sun Belt, most in the West for sure, but in the Sun Belt overall. So, uh, yeah. They're top three in the Sun Belt, top two, right? Well, it's just, it's just them and App State going back and forth in the championship game, isn't it? Yeah, for like the next couple of years, right? I mean, that's now, oh, the past few years and going forward. This will not be the. This is my prediction. Ryan says that uh, Georgia State wins by ten. My prediction is this is not the only time we see them this season. Is that a uh, prediction? Big, 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 that's that's bolder. <laughs> 
All right, how are you going to one-up that one, Tim? <laughs> By giving a realistic prediction? By laughing at us. Yeah, I have no <laughs> He's like, I got a beer and I got to laugh. We don't win? I don't, I don't want to say that. Whoa. No. Whoa. Tim. We win on I can't remember the stud kicker we have field goal. Noel Ruiz, the FCS. collector. He's back. He's back, baby. He found some uh, uh, eligibility, and he came back. He got one more year because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I like to. I, I I realized it was week one game. Uh, week one season, whatever. I don't know. What I'm talking about anymore. Maybe I am more wasted than I thought I was. But this week, getting ready for this, I was like, man, I feel optimistic. I feel like. I know this is Georgia State Week One. I feel good about our game. I think we're going to come out and win. I think we're going to we do always it. do. We always do. I remember the, the the Week One tailgates were always out there, and we're like, you know what? I feel something special this season. I think we're going to do it. You know, we're in our brand new stadium. You know, look, looking good. New head coach, Tennessee State Tigers come in and whoop our ass. So. <laughs> It does seem to be uh, more common, but I think we've won the last like what two openings, right? I mean, we yeah. just NC State, we stuttered, but then we we continued on. We we've been winning our openers since. Winning uh, yeah. <laughs> our openers. Well, last last year our win, obviously huge with Tennessee, uh, was away, and then the week before the season before that was Kennesaw State, which we like had to come back. No, no, but our home opener last year, we won that too, right? I don't know. I didn't yeah, we had to come back in that one too. I think we were down by 20 points in the first half. Yeah, 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 that doesn't matter. What all that matters is the letter next to the game when you pull it up on ESPN. All right, Matt says we win 35-14. Nice. <laughs> Go, Matt. I, you know, he's got better than 10 points. <laughs> he really he didn't said how many points we're running by. He should have picked a uh, which team in there in that little comment there that uh, <laughs> is the winning team. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. So like, Ulala doesn't doesn't pay him or anything. I don't know, man. They got a. Uh, I was talking to Josh today. He was sitting there holding a game ball from the Iowa State game. I'm like, come on, man. Wow. Come on, facility uh, equipment. Georgia State equipment. I want a game ball. Give me a oh, game ball. Nice. <laughs> All right. We're hurting his feelings now. He comes back and says the Cajuns win 42-14. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so obviously. I don't think there will ever be a more iconic win in Georgia State's history. I shouldn't say it that way. Tennessee was obviously an iconic win. That's one of those wins we'll always talk about. Tennessee, that was just a huge win. Well, whenever anybody mentions Georgia State, like, oh, yeah, you guys beat Tennessee that year. That's awesome. Would this not actually be a bigger win for us? I mean, just just single-game win, beating a ranked conference opponent versus beating a – questionable sec power five team yeah i, I think for me it, it's more important because it matters more in, in the getting into the championship and things like that um but but yeah i mean i, I still think the tennessee win is is going to go down as like something that's memorable to me forever in a way that beating Ula uh on saturday will not what are we thinking? yeah i mean I, I agree with ryan like it's big for the conference right we want to win we want to get into the championship game and potentially face them a second time. But Tennessee by far was just totally unexpected. Knew it's going to happen one of these years. Didn't expect it this soon. And it was sweet when we did it. I, mean, I agree. Like I said, beginning with 
the Tennessee game will be the more iconic win, you know, until we beat, you know, a, a real blue chip type, type team. But I think beating our first ranked opponent, or whoever it may be, I think that's the one that really is kind of that next stepping stone for the Georgia State program. You know, it would actually mean a lot more nationally. We probably got more attention out of a Tennessee win. But I think as far as establishing where our program is, I think being a ranked team is that next step that we're looking for to really say that we have moved forward. Man, I'll let you guys speechless. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Screwed up here. I mean, I'm curious what happens, honestly, once the remainder of the conferences was just what the SEC. Is there anyone, any other conference that hasn't started playing yet other than them? Well, the Big Ten is now threatening to come back here pretty soon. Oh, no. Pac-12 is out of here. Get out of here. You're done. Well, apparently spring football to Big Ten means they can start in – is it Big Ten or Big, Big Ten? Yeah, right? Big Ten's on the backed out, right? Apparently spring football means you can begin in October. I guess that's when their spring begins. I don't Man, know. these seasons are getting really screwed up. <laughs> well, what kind of sucks about that is you can push it back. You can do uh, – I'm sure they've been practicing and doing whatever they want to do and uh, just taking that extra time, you know, and, and now every, everybody's going to be like, yeah, that's cool because COVID, I guess, but – no, you made your decision. You moved. You moved it. You're going to do it in the in the spring if you're going to do it. Well, I do agree. Uh, that they have forfeited the opportunity to be taking place in the college football playoffs. When you delay that, the playoffs should not be pushed back because of these two conferences to delay their starts. If for some reason, you know, six games into your season, you have proved to be a dominant force, maybe you get a a nod that way. But no, no, I think. Yeah. Your, your college ball playoff this year is going to come down to the teams that started within these first three weeks of college football. So people that started on time, right? I mean, like we, we technically have started our season. It's uh, not our fault that our first two games um, forfeit. Right. And then the SEC, they have not started their season until this coming week. So, but they're planning, they're planning on ending it at the same time, right? They, they pushed right. it back because they cut it by two games. Right. Right. So, so a little bit different. That's I do, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. That's one rare thing we've all agreed on is you, it's got to be the right on time to actually uh, get into that college football playoff. Yes. I am curious, though, is there like a minimum number of games that the college football playoff has set previously or this year that they have to get to in order to be considered? I don't know the answer to that question, but what I do know is that the college football playoff is not administered by the NCAA. It's, right. a member, it's uh, administered by the member conferences, so they can just do whatever they want to do. Be like, hey, this year, right now, eight games, you're in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something like that. But you, you don't know what's going to happen. What happens if uh, you know one of the teams has to back out, and you've got you know a Georgia who's going you know crazy, and then Tennessee, whoever has to has a COVID nightmare and can't play, so now Georgia loses the game. That's not their fault. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's one of those kind of things. I've said root for the chaos the entire time. Uh, so just root for the chaos. Like, let's hope that happens. Let's hope well, that you, some weird stuff happens as we get closer to December and we've got no clue how teams are going to make it into those playoffs and what's going to be that, that final season standings or rankings. 
And you um you you sent a, a text right before we started here about um the Arkansas State game got got delayed right and, and I, I didn't click into it because it seemed boring um at the time and I figured you could probably tell me about it. Well, they also um, had a, yeah, an ad blocker uh blocker on there, so I couldn't actually read the article myself. But <laughs> well, you could just turn off your ad blocker and deal with the ads if you were if you were truly interested. But it turns out it was boring, right? Yeah. Well, I am uh, I'm petty and passive aggressive, so that was enough for me just to click right out of their site. You know. Uh, provide me free information and I'm going to give you nothing in return. But yeah, uh, Central Arkansas, Arkansas State game scheduled for this week. As I bring that up, but you brought it up, so let's talk about it. Uh, it seemed like a good segue. I feel like I did a, a service. So I did look into it, though. They actually didn't cancel their game. They moved their game to October 10th. Arkansas State did. Well, Arkansas State, Central Arkansas. That's actually good news for us because that is the Saturday before we're scheduled to play Arkansas State on that Thursday up there. So now in- they don't have a bye, and they had a bye before. They had a buy before. We had a buy. Oh, they have a short week. We still have a buy. So now yeah. we have an extra chance to prepare for Arkansas State. Right so on. Maybe two years in a row, we're able to knock them off. I mean, if they're if they're having problems, maybe maybe this is one of the first Sun Belt teams to have to close up shop or something. Uh, Memphis says that their COVID outbreak is because of their game against Arkansas State. Oh, and, and so Memphis has uh, they they've canceled their game against Houston coming up. Um, this week as well. So the chaos is beginning and I love it. I love it. <laughs> the reason I, uh, I think I've talked about this a little bit, but um, the reason I'm pretty upset with Arkansas state is they recruited a guy named Ryan Graham. And uh, you know, I do have a Google alert set up for my own name um, just in case, just in case you never know when like you might pop up in the news. And uh, it turns out it pops up a lot when you have a football player who's a starter uh, that's in the news. So yeah. if I were to set up a uh, Google alert for my name, I would get something every few minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty common name. <laughs> uh, here, uh, Josh, uh, who I entered, we talked with a little bit earlier on, he posted a comment, uh, something we didn't get to cover. I'm all in on the sports hate big believer in rivalry starting at the fan level. Hate that you call us Lafayette, but I do the same. Let's right. do it's, it's ooh la la. I, I, I feel like you got it wrong, man. It's ooh la la. I found it hard to say ooh la la several times within doing this show. Like when we when we're out talking shit with each other, out tailgate and everything, it's very fun to say ooh la la. But when we're, we're actually talking about a game and I'm saying it over and over again, and I'm drinking countless beers, saying ooh la la is hard. So actually, Lafayette was kind of somewhat showing respect by also kind of giving the digs in there. <laughs> and actually, uh, spoiler, here's a little preview teaser spoiler for the interview. At the end of it, Josh said, hey, I can't remember that guy on the show, but one of them, he has a lot of hate for Louisiana. By the way, Louisiana is in Lafayette. <laughs> Lafayette College is in Pennsylvania or something like that. And I said, cool, I'll let him know. <laughs> That's you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's me, man. It's me. Yeah. Aren't you the Louisiana hater? I mean, I don't have a lot of love for it, but I learned it all from you. <laughs> you learned from watching me, all right. Look <laughs> on their name. What do they like and what do they hate? What's like the thing they hate the most being called? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. If uh, Josh or Matt, you want to answer that there. What's uh, what's the bigger dig? Is it being called Lafayette? Is it being called Ooh La La? Or just the whole Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette thing? Uh, but I do want to answer kind of your question a little bit. We didn't talk about this at all. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but Georgia State fans definitely consider Lafayette to be a big rivalry in the realm of basketball. 
and not just a rivalry in the sense of wins and losses, but like a fan base, dislike fan base type thing. We've had some, our players and coaches have had some bad experiences down there. I know that we have retaliated in the sports arena here. So yeah, this, as far as Sunbelt rivalries go, even though this one's more based in basketball, I think there's gonna be a lot of fans, the fans that do show up and there probably won't be a ton just because of all the precautions and everything. But this is a, a rivalry that's one of the top ones for us in the Sunbelt. So would you guys agree or disagree on that one? It's a show where we talk to each other. I said something. That's yeah, so as far as basketball goes, I think you are uh, you are absolutely right, and I'm super excited about how um, how the the rivalry has created itself. You know, I mean, because not only is it the the hatred between fan bases and and like some of the heckling and all that stuff that goes on, and um, it's been it's it has been sort of a back and forth. They've been at the top of the conference. We've been at the top of the conference. It's come down to us versus them multiple times now. Um, and that's always exciting for creating a rivalry. And I do think that that could shift to football um, as long as we kind of pick it up and uh, do what we got to do. Uh, no reason it shouldn't shouldn't shift to football as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim, you got anything to say on that? No, I was just going to say I, I vaguely remember. Um, I think it was a basketball game where Ron Hunter got on the mic on the court and said, "Hey, cut it out." Oh yeah, well, why did he say that? What were what were the fans shouting? <laughs> Bob Martin, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not even that bad. Ron that's like Martin. the that's the most G-rated chant I've heard out of our out of our fans. <laughs> it's not even that big of a deal, you know. And I, I actually did not, um, you know, at the time I, I I did not express as much frustration. But uh, I I'm like Ron Hunter, like just just do your coaching, man, like. Like, what do you, what do you do? Are you angling for a, a job in Louisiana? Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> good, good reference there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, we got another question here for Matt. I feel like we did this, I did this whole interview and now I'm having the Raging Review interview us here, which is, which is great. Uh, honest question, score prediction, and why you feel that way. Who wants to feel this one first? Right. I, I already said I, I don't really care um, what the prediction itself is, but we're going to win by at least ten. So, all right, what, what's going to you, Tim? Uh, let's see. I think we win twenty-four, twenty-one. I think we're going to have a much higher, higher scoring game. I think that both teams uh, put up prob probably in the thirties or forties. If wow. if Georgia State's defense, sorry, well, Georgia State's defense. Well, that's that's Georgia State defense, right? That's Georgia State defense giving up thirty or forty points. <laughs> If, whoa, whoa. if Quad is a legit replacement for Dan Ellington and can you know improve upon last year and we can see an actual running game not drop off from Trey Barnett, I think that we have the ability to put up some points. So I'm predicting, oh, I'm predicting a high-scoring game with a lot of ifs. Uh, I don't want to call winner a loser, but we all know that one team will be getting on a bus to go home and the other will be losers on an airplane. Wow. All right, Matt. Oh, wait. No, that was good. No, that was actually good. I didn't realize what you did there. Sorry. My bad. A little slow. I totally forgot. You know, we have a guaranteed improvement on defense from our coordinator. That's what, yeah, Scott. I mean, if, if, we, if, if Scott is to be believed, then our defense has made quite a turnaround um, and will pleasantly surprise all of us. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see him proven right. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Josh comes back on. Love, love, love the hate in basketball. We hate our basketball coach too. So we have some common ground. Nice. nice. <laughs> I knew I was really enjoying talking to you, Josh. I know you're not completely horrible out there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he must not be from Louisiana. That that works. <laughs> ah. uh, yeah, why do they hate coach? That's what I want to know. This is their response to uh, Ryan's delusional about the score prediction. Tim's cute and uh, yeah, really, I don't know, man. Come on, you think I'm gonna come on to my own show and say we're gonna lose the game? <laughs> we're fifty-one forty-eight updated prediction. <laughs> Not telling you who's winning. Uh, excellent. Uh, yeah. Um, well, hell, man, we pushed right into score predictions. Uh, this is the first time the Cajuns come to Center Park Stadium. First time it's being called Center Park Stadium. Uh, this is a big, I guess the biggest week one for us. Bigger than, uh, well, obviously shorter. You know, the very first game is the biggest game. But Kennesaw State is probably the biggest one game for us at home since then. So this has got to be uh, number two, number three, biggest game we've had to start the season. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Kennesaw State was like that homegrown whatever our FCS team and we were kind of excited to, to, to play them, to play the local team. But um, I think we've kind of already outgrown that it didn't take long. And uh, this is like probably our biggest opener besides our, what was our pay game, you know, last year, but we didn't know that that, I mean, we thought we were, we were sacrificial lambs last year. This is our first like very meaningful opening game, I think. So excited about it. Yeah. So you're here. <laughs> Bigger one, bigger than uh, Tennessee, as far as what it means for the program. I mean, I, I, no, I, I definitely think it is, and that's what I was saying earlier when I was talking about like which game would be a bigger win is um, the fact that you know a win against uh, Ulala this this weekend would actually set us up pretty well for as far as like our uh, SBC rankings, and uh, to me, that's what matters the most. Um, we can go to all the bowl games we want, whatever, um, but. We need to be winning our championships. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> start yeah, no one disagrees with that, right? Got to be winning that Sun Belt Championship. Hosting it at Center Park. Hosting would be ideal for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, why shouldn't we be? I mean, App State's right. gonna, the the East. The East is such a, a tough to, uh, division to be in. It's going to pretty much come down to Lafayette and. Uh, Jonesboro. See, I'll call them Jonesboro. Does that sound better? Uh, Lafayette and Jonesboro every year. And then, but you, you actually have some role competition. Obviously, App State and the pieces of crap down south are at the top. But then, you know, it's there's any moment that Georgia State or Coastal break through to that level. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Got, wait, what other questions we got there? I'm uh, definitely not worried about Coastal, by the way. I mean, Coastal, when they win, it sort of feels flukish. Um, and watch them. They're going to beat us, and I'm going to call it a fluke. So, well, I won't remember this conversation, so I probably won't do that. But, but you'll all remember. Everyone listening right now, they'll remember that I said fluke. They look pretty strong. We need, that, we need that intern to be able to do the uh, the uh, the highlights for us, get those like sound bites, so we actually know what we said that sounded good versus all the other crap we say in our <laughs> hour and a half long segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got for uh, for Lafayette this week. Well, you guys got anything else? Yeah, Thirty minutes of Lafayette, dude. Um, yeah, Matt, Matt Josh, feel free to keep on posting some questions and uh, more than enough. Jesus, this is not the ooh la la show. 
<laughs> oh, but we're talking crap about them the entire time. So that's right. They are kind of upset. You haven't been posting half the stuff they've been saying. They're all. No, there's been a lot of comments coming through. The, the comment thread is great, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, it was a big weekend for the Sun Belt. Not just uh, Lafayette over Iowa State, but Arkansas State and Coastal Carolina. Who, uh, Tim's or uh, Ryan's whipping boys there, Coastal Carolina. Both posted P5 wins. Now, granted, Coastals was over Kansas, who they beat last year. So it's um, hey, that's a twofer, man. That that's that means they deserved it, right? It wasn't a it, that wasn't a fluke. It's about to be a threefer. Yeah, because they scored it. They have another uh, game now back in uh, uh, was it Conway they play in? Yeah, yeah but then Arkansas State beat Kansas State. I I love some like comedic petty review I read of that, and they said that now that. Uh, Arkansas State owns Kansas State. They had all they had to do was paint an AR in the front of all the street signs. I saw that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's got a lot of attention with the other conferences not playing and three and up. Three and up against the P5s. There were some crappy losses. Uh, Texas State had a shootout. They should have won that game. Did you guys watch that? And Brian, I know you don't have to answer the question. Uh, Tim, did you watch that? Uh, the end of that uh, San Antonio Texas State game? I did not watch that one. But. So this this game ended 51-48. It should have ended. That was double overtime. It should have ended a lot earlier. Texas State scored the winning touchdown, the six points, to tie the game. You need the point after to win, and they missed the point after. And then they, they go to overtime, double overtime. Then they finally miss a field goal as well to – to lose the game. That is some Georgia State stuff right there. If I They don't have a Noel Ruiz. That's why. Yeah, come on, man. That guy has not kicked an FBS uh, football yet. So don't gotta hype him, man. Hype him. Stud kicker on Georgia State. That's exactly what Lafayette had last week. Stud Will, kicker who had not kicked the FBS ball yet or kicked the one at least for them. So, but then uh, I some of the uh, Tulane South Alabama game and I thought I stopped watching it after the half. And I was like, yeah, South Alabama has it. And then, no. They fell apart. Tulane comes back. And what? I think they blanked South Alabama in the second half. And did they? I didn't pay that much. That was a, a late not in the second half. I think in the third. They didn't score in the fourth, I believe. Like, I think Tulane just came back and just took the rest of the game. I mean, yeah. Opening game in their stadium, I was kind of like cheering on for them to win. I know you don't do that at all, David, but I wanted to see them. Uh... Well, it's it's it, that's difficult. Tim, you're talking about um, South Alabama playing against a team from New Orleans. It's you know which. I don't know which one I want to go. Which one I want to lose more. But yeah, but then the, the real funny, like the real slapstick comedy game for the Sun Belt this past week was the Georgia Southern game. Not even. It's like barn burner. They they messed up there. They messed up there. They uh they did not put that one on TV. They would have had every TV in Atlanta watching that game based off the way that score was going. Uh, Campbell was putting it to the Eagles of Statesboro. Did they win? No, they 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 lost by one because they went for the uh, two point conversion. What? Instead of the point after. (laughs) Oh my god! In overtime. In overtime. What? Campbell took Southern to overtime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, couldn't have happened to a worse team. It's fine. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm not going to say to be fair, but Southern was down 33 players in that game. So they were starting pretty light. <laughs> Wait, what? Like starters? Yeah. How many starters? 
I don't know how many stars, but their depth was definitely not there. For Are the they game. all sick? Do they have COVID? Like, what's the deal? Not disclosed, so probably yeah. some form of COVID or... or they all went to a party the night before and uh, breathed. They all, they all took a bath in uh, beautiful Eagle Creek. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch the end of that one. I was like, oh, come on, Campbell. Don't go for two right now. Literally, don't do it. No, I think it was the right call. You do? I do think it was the right call because... You know, Campbell, although they've been doing well, once you put a, an, an option team like uh, Southern right there in that red zone sure. every single time, that's a difficult offense to defend that close to the goal. And so I think they felt like we've been doing a good job this this game. We've, we've won the moral victory already. Let's go ahead and get this done and over with, win the game, and be done. So as much as I would have loved to see Southern – just lose that game and Campbell keep it going. I think they made the right call on that. I think it was a good call. Campbell's quarterback, man. He's the real deal. Campbell, like he had a little bit of uh, Ellington esque to his uh, running and throwing abilities. I was going to say, so he just ran it a lot. Is that? Uh, no, I mean, he threw the ball quite a bit too, but I mean, when he ran the ball, he looked really good. Yeah. Of course, this is depleted sort of Southern defense. But they, they face running quarterbacks in practice all day long every day. So right. That's right. From every time, right? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I thought that came out about Southern this week that I thought was almost as amusing. I didn't think anything would be more amusing than this about Southern until they nearly lost to Campbell was they posted a Twitter photo of lighting their stadium blue and they're calling it their true blue or some crap. They're literally taking our light it blue thing and doing the exact same thing we are. I think it's hilarious. People mimic greatness, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah, we, have uh, that, we have that win over them. I mean, you know. They could do light it, it light it white. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, just turn on the lights. Just turn on the lights. We win. Light it gray. I don't know if there's a gray light tinge. They have gray, right? And then they're want to do uh, ultraviolet blue in that stadium, though, you'll probably see a lot of things you don't want to see. <laughs> uh, so I I, to the to the Ulala fans um, listening to this, because there's still a few, um, the one program that we will talk smack about even more than y'all is, uh, is will, will always be that school down south. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, it's, it's, is are the Cajuns? Is, is that the number two rivalry school for us at this point? Who the Cajuns right now? Mm-hmm. Within the Sun Belt, I mean, obviously Southern's is the biggest rival out of all of college football. But within the, con- I, mean, I can't think of another team that we would actually have a bigger rival with right now than uh, Lafayette. But I mean, obviously, mostly because of basketball. It's because of basketball, but yeah, I think so. I think they've got enough points in basketball um, in that rivalry meter to kind of overcome a lot of the other football stuff. So because there's not a ton of football rivalry right now, except for with with um, you know Southern. Yeah. 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 I don't hate App, even though they've beaten us every time. I don't hate App State. I I respect them, and they hate Southern, so I kind of like them because you know. Yeah. Enemy, yeah. Enemy of my enemy. Uh, enemy of my enemy. Yeah. Uh, th- there was another good game between App State and Charlotte. Charlotte came out hard against App early. They ended up, you know, losing by fifteen, but that was a pretty good game there at the beginning. Uh, and then, and Charlotte actually lost their quarterback. I saw today. He's out indefinitely. And so they've got their backup, and somebody on Twitter said that they don't actually have a scholarship backup player now to this new guy coming in. So that was a game that was kind of scary for us next week 
that uh, we got a game time for another nooner next week. A nooner? You know, nooner. that's not what that means. Uh, <laughs> it does ring on this podcast. I wish it, I had one. It, it depends on how well we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> not, but that's fair. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like David, David, David. Run, uh, calm uh, down over there. He's like, I just can't stop. We're on TV, right, David? ESPN, CBS Sports, one of those two. ESPN two, ESPN U. Which, which our game or Charlotte game? Yeah, Charlotte. ESPN two game. Yeah. So uh, John Weaver showed up to chime in that South Bama is the longer history. South Bama is a good rivalry. I, I really hated them that first time we played them. Yeah. But it just hasn't turned into much of anything since then. Like their fan base is pretty rabid back then, early too, and they've kind of shut up as well. So. Yeah, that, right. That, that is definitely a uh, a rival. I think it made it made a lot of sense, you know, coming out the gate with them starting football at the same time as us. Um, I think they started like a, a year earlier or a year later, and and played like a non-existent schedule for their first year, and did some stuff a little bit different than us, and we we compared our some ourselves to them a lot. But uh, it, it just sort of like I just don't care a lot about South Alabama. Like I just that game doesn't do much for me. I don't care what they do week in and week out like i'm just not that interested i agree <laughs> we got some weird audio going on i don't know what's happening there but uh i'll clean that up in post <laughs> i bet i have no idea what that means uh yeah so uh coming up this week other than us you've got that canceled uh, arkansas state game uh, the the camels of Campbell are heading over to uh, Coastal Carolina, so going for their first Sun Belt upset win. I guess so. Uh, at FAU, Florida Atlantic is heading to Statesboro, and they're actually a two point favor in the Eagle Creek. Uh, Maybe they said that they might not be going now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got that, but I, I forgot to put it in here. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Strikes again, but from the from the Florida Atlantic side, not from the Southern side. Right. So um, that'd be a bummer. Uh, then you got Appy at Marshall. They're you know Appy's ranked twenty fourth now. There are three we have two ranked Sun Belt teams. We have two ranked Sun Belt teams. Dude. That's the first, isn't it? It is. It is a first. I mean, there's going to be an asterisk on that uh, in the Hall of the record books forever. About who cares? Who cares? But, you it know was. what? Of all the teams who decided to field a team, two SBC teams in the top twenty-five. That's fine because yeah. when you don't field a team, you can't get counted. So when we when we beat Lafayette this weekend, that means we take their spot, right? Or at least we get onto the boards at twenty-five. We should get on the board. Hopefully, they move up to like back to twenty-five, and we move up to you know nineteen or something. And we move up to number one in the group of five guys. That's right. Boom. And they give us all the credit. Really we're not doing so hot there right now, but I think that if we beat uh, Lafayette, then we're not going to see two teams in the uh, top 25 from the Sun Belt. No, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. We, we, and honestly, the way we get um, uh, respected or, or lack thereof, there may still only be one. Yeah. Well, if you, if you want to talk about disrespect, the next game is Texas State at Monroe. Now, Texas State is. 0-2 now. Monroe, they lost their game, but uh, Texas State is favored at Monroe by four points. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, I, I really – I probably don't favor Monroe in any game ever, so. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree with you on that one. I'm sure that the, our our la La fans watching would also pick Texas State over Monroe. It's, as well. it's not any kind of animosity though. Like it's not any kind of rivalry or anything. It is just a, a, a complete lack of respect. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah, they should, you should not be playing football. Like people say that Georgia State should not be playing football. We know who says that. Anyhow, you just point to Monroe and be go like, until they're gone, you really don't have an argument against us. All right. <laughs> really want to think that way but sure that works too <laughs> i mean they should drop down they are like the epitome of why the fbs fcs divide happened in the first place and they really like it's it's about budgets and they don't have a budget they need to be like kind of moving on i think that's i feel pretty strongly about it obviously <laughs> all right we state of atlanta has voted monroe has been relegated to the fcs division or league you out <laughs> oh wait, no, that way. Sorry, right, you're out. Yeah. I I can't point. It's all backwards to me. I got one thing left uh, for this week's episode, which we're actually doing pretty good on time this week, I think. One thing left, and uh, there's some news came out today. We've joked about how athletics would always push up news on Wednesdays when we uh, I've already recorded our episode, and so we actually kind of uh, got a little bit of a little loving from athletics. It's like two or three weeks now in a row. Well, now we're taking it to the next level. The uh, the university, the academic side, the administrative side of things has announced that uh, President Becker is going to be retiring at the end of this uh, fiscal year. And was it June, July, whatever that is. So uh, clearly they are wanting us to talk about it on the podcast, right? What's that? They released it today. They released it, they released it today. They wanted us to talk about it. They wanted to yeah. go a little, uh, I think that maybe it was a test to see if we would talk about something other than sports related to Georgia State and... You well, do you think he'll still show basketball games in his leather jacket? I hope so. That's what I, I mean, that's, that's all I care about. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he was there for 12 years. He was there from the inception of basketball uh, football uh, through, you know, purchasing Turner field and, you know, going FBS before that uh, he, he, I think he did a lot of great things for the university. Uh, we kind of knew that he would probably was taken off here shortly. So um Kudos to him. I actually tweeted out today on the State of Atlanta account that we look forward to his statue standing next to Hank Aaron's at Center Park Stadium. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to laugh so hard, but that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm in full agreement. We have to do it. Let's um let's start that. That's a GoFundMe that I think is achievable, <laughs> and we should definitely work towards. We can probably get our GoFundMe to get a Funko Pop sized uh, Mark Becker right next. No, year. no, no, no. no. <laughs> No, I want full size. And if we need him doing the whole Hank Aaron pose too, just just cause that'd be fine. How about he? Wear, how about he's wearing his leather jacket like he does at the basketball? Yes, yes. <laughs> Man, you gotta love that leather All jacket. Popped. <laughs> Collar pop too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ben asked a question on Panther Talk about this: whether or not we should promote within or look look nationally for his replacement. And I don't think that we really have any say so on it. That's like a university system of Georgia thing, but it might, we, I mean, us, like, I don't we, think, I, we I don't care. Care to ask us whatsoever at all, but do you, I mean, don't you don't care. I don't really care. I mean, if there's somebody in place, great, but it is a huge job. He was the highest paid public university president in the nation. Bank. What? So it's an attractive job. Yeah. It's like, it was like 850 grand or something like that. Man, I, I need to apply, get my resume in order. Exactly. So is it, is it indeed.com? Where do I got to submit that? Yeah. Um, 
So it's a huge job, obviously, for anybody to come in. And the most important thing is expanding the university from the academic side and administrative side. But this is a huge hire for athletics to see where we want to go next, the future. This is a huge, we need to get somebody in here that's really going to be, you know, pro sports, pro athletics, pro Georgia State, pro Atlanta. That's going to kind of guide the the team of the programs. So it'll be interesting. And uh, hopefully the one thing he can do, they can fix the one wrong that Mark Becker created and get album 88 back underneath. Yes. That's, that's really all I care about. That's, that's true. That and AAC. <laughs> uh, one thing that I want to point it out that on Panther talk is run Panther. Uh, I don't know if she wants her name out there. Run Panther on Panther Talk, she said that uh, the chancellor of the University System of Georgia is a Georgia State grad, and that will be someone who's involved making that decision. So that's good news, right? Hope so. You hope so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think it it doesn't actually matter, right? Like a lot of them aren't thinking about like let's give it like let's let's just like give them some bad. Uh, president or whatever, like people who are chancellors of, of the university system, people who are on the board of the university system want to see Georgia do well academically. And like president has so much more to do with with that than it does to do with the sports and all that stuff. So like, I don't I don't actually have any any indication thinking that anyone would um, like screw us over because of sports or something. That'd be dumb. That'd be really good. <laughs> what do they think we are, Bama? <laughs> I think we've invested enough in, you know, football that I don't think we walk away from it. Like you can make an argument years ago. And if we were in the dome or in MBS, if you got on a president that just wasn't supportive of athletics and football, yeah, they could probably kill it if they wanted to enough. So if, if, they, if, they just, if the new president decides to get rid of football, then obviously this becomes a women's lacrosse podcast. And that's what Center Park Stadium is, is a women's lacrosse stadium, right? That's right. It's an expensive stadium for women's lacrosse. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got this week before we head on to the last call, which I do have a, I do have a couple of things. If anybody wants to um, join us on that post. Uh, well, you got to get Matt from Ulala on there. He's yeah. he was saying. So. Well, one of you guys message him uh, the, the link that I send you guys when I send you the link. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right. Uh, so thanks to you know, Ryan, Tim. Thanks for being here. Yep. Um, look for everyone else listening at home or watching on the on YouTube later on. Look for that part two of uh, of this episode, the interview with Josh from Rage and Review, and um, check out last call. check out last call where we'll be possibly talking to one of the guys there again. And uh, available free on Fridays. Uh, available immediately on our Patreon members for our Patreon members. Yeah, that's what I got for this week. How about you guys? All done. That's it. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye.